After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hello, everybody, and welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about TV commercials. We talk about good ones. We talk about bad ones. And we talk about ones where people say weird shit like this. Backpacks, backpacks, come get your backpack. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hey, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. So, today's the big day. We've been talking about it. It's back to school time. Well, it is not back to school time today. Well, it's getting near there. It's time to Don't talk re- about back to school. It's time to talk about... Today is the day we talk about back to school. It's not the day we go back to school. Isn't that a book, What We Talk About When We Talk About Back to School Time? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Don't no, rush right. it. I, I know. I was I the one work. who wanted to hold off a couple of weeks. You were ready to pull the trigger on the show a couple of weeks ago, if I recall. No, I, I'm glad to... air we, our dirty laundry here. I'm glad we waited. I, um, I'm just... You know, I work with students, or not with students, but I work around students, and I'm, I love them. I'm glad that we have students. Obviously, if we didn't, um, there really wouldn't be very much for me to do. No, probably not. They, but at the same time, I, you can't help but kind of enjoy it when it's like more quiet around work. And yeah. There's not a like line out the door for the Starbucks. And yeah. Even me, like, whatnot. because we live so close to the university district, I find myself there a lot. And I'm zipping around. Like yesterday, I grabbed a, a Euro down there. and. Um, it, I'm just thinking how nice it is that it seems a little bit empty right now. Yeah. But to everything, there is a season. Yeah. And actually, uh, one thing about that is you and I do not have kids. So one theme in some of these commercials that we'll talk about, I noticed I have a very different reaction than uh, the point of view of these commercials. And I think that is based on the fact that we don't have children. So we'll talk about that a little bit and the different ways that advertisers try to approach back to school advertising, because it's interesting. Some are definitely targeted towards kids who will then maybe be able to, you know, pry the money from their parents or get their parents to buy them certain stuff. And then other ones are clearly directed towards the parents. We'll talk about that. And then even more exciting than all of that, uh, we talked (laughs) about the long awaited quiz. Ham or ham or hammer or hammer is what we're calling it. I told you. <laughs> why are you screwing up your face like that? That's I, a great name for a quiz. Is it and a it's going to be a great quiz. I saw a lot of listeners weighing in on what it should be called. Uh, the, oh, really? It, I didn't see that. Oh, it damn. It feels like there is an obvious pun, but at the same time, it's sort of hard to get to, right to it. Is your concern that you think other podcasts have already done a, a, a <laughs> quiz called Ham or Ham or Hammer or Hammer? I'm concerned that there's a podcast where it's a more natural fit than ours. Yes. Uh, okay, well, here's the deal. Uh, if you weren't listening last week and you're a new listener, welcome. Thank you for checking us out. Um, uh, we were watching a movie. Maybe go back and start with another one. Yeah, <laughs> we were watching a movie, uh, sorry to bother you, where in some scenes the actors' voices are overdubbed. It's kind of the point of the movie. And there is a guy. Army Ham, an actor. Nope. Who, I'm sorry. No, Army. What's his name? There's only two Army, choices. Army Hammer. Army Hammer. Army Hammer. And I thought as a joke they were overdubbing his voice with John Ham's voice. Right. Uh, I did not realize that their voices are just very, very similar. Yes. And I think it's worth noting that you have a, in, in sort of a similar way to the way I am vain of my, um, my vision, my long distance vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're sort of vain of your ability to identify voices. I have very, very few skills or natural abilities, and right. this is one of them. Uh, so I felt very burned when I came out of the movie theater and told you, I can't believe it. How Listener, crazy was that? Let me tell you, the first thing this fool did when we walk out of the theater is starts, imme- he's like, is that crazy that that was John Hamm? Why didn't they put his name in the credits? And I was like, well... I don't know if that was really him. Like, I, I, I could be him, but it didn't really sound like it to me. It didn't seem obviously overdubbed to me. And he immediately went to Google, and you were just, you were so convinced. I did find a bunch of pages where that, people were remarking about how yes. Army Hammer's voice sounds just like John Hamm's voice. Yeah, but you were so convinced. So, that is the point of this quiz. But we are not a movie podcast. We are not an actor podcast. We are a commercial podcast. So... I am going to play for you clips of tape. You mm-hmm. have to identify them as either Army Hammer, John Ham, an Arm and Hammer commercial, or a Ham commercial. Oh, I see. A commercial for Ham. Okay. So that's why it's Ham or what? Ham or Hammer or Arm and Hammer. Only I shortened it to Hammer. <laughs> okay. Hammer, 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 Hammer. 
Do you think that this quiz will be easy? I think this quiz is going to be very easy. Yes, I, as do I. It's almost, it would be amazing if it were not easy. It's going to be pretty easy. Yeah. But let's start Is with any some... of the clips someone saying, I'm John Ham. <laughs> I'm, no, but there's one where he says, I am Army Ham. <laughs> All right, let's talk about back to school first. New year, new year. Oh, I I'm excited about this song too. That's my favorite part. When he gets to school, by my friends, shake hands. <laughs> hands like kids do so this is from something called music Notes. when i get to school exchange business cards <laughs> this is from a, a site called music notes that seems to have like teachers or possibly former teachers if they're now big stars who like sing songs to students and this i don't remember this guy's name it's like mr q u e or something like that is this like don't make that rap video Grade school teacher edition? Kind of. Only they have a whole site dedicated to songs made by teachers for students. And it's called uh, Back to School. We work, we grind. That's right. We back, we back to school, to school. Get A's. Okay. All day, all day. Or as he says at the beginning, it's BTS. Yeah. Back to school. So, okay. One way I thought would be fun to categorize these commercials, and you and I never talked about this. I hope this is cool with you. But I put them together in order of uh, chronology. I went back because you were seeing commercials for Back to School on TV recently and you said that would be a good topic, but not many of them really stood out to me. Most Back to School commercials are kids dancing to mm-hmm. whatever, like... Kids bop version. Yeah, weak tea version yeah. of popular music and there's always going to be somebody spinning on their back or on their heels or something and there are kind of like not a lot to say about that. Right, it's always like a perfectly... Um, diverse cast of right. fresh-faced kids who just love flash mobs. Right, right. yes. Um, so I thought, uh, let me go back in time and look at how back-to-school uh, ads or commercials were back in the 70s, 80s, and today. Um, there, as far back as, there was one I found from the 60s, but there wasn't a lot to say about it. So the the earliest one I have here... It's just like, here, get to school, it's the law. <laughs> It was a true. They didn't, they didn't cater to these snowflakes back then. Let me tell you, it was a truant officer yes. with a uh, who was also. It was a truant officer and a nun with right. a, with a ruler in her hand, and they were going around um, getting kids to go back to school. Uh, this one is from the either late seventies or early. I want to say early eighties, and it's for Sears. And there's not a lot to say about the advertising techniques here, but I just thought you would enjoy the things that they are selling. Take Sears back to school and learn the ABCs of saving on all corduroy pants, including tough skins for boys and girls. Tough skins. Save 25% on pants that pass the test for fit, value, and easy care. What do you think of those pants, by the way? They're like track pants, sort of. Yeah. My favorite thing about them is that they just show the child wearing them from the waist down, Mm -hmm. but he puts his arms akimbo and does like... A uh, real fabulous, like, yeah. twist and turn. Yeah, no, these clothes are pretty fabulous. I love them. I love these tough skins that we see here. Uh, brown corduroy pants with the belt on. I do love a brown, I love a kid in a brown corduroy. Yeah. Plus, save 25% as you multiply your looks this fall. Wearing this reversible parka. Washable Why is mom wearing clothes here? I don't know. So mom gets to get oh, this reversible parka. Khakis. And then these pleated khakis. Oh, God, help us. And for 20 to $50 savings on electric typewriters that let you correct mistakes with ease. You can, can you imagine a typewriter that lets you correct a mistake with ease? That sounds awesome. This is what the future looks like. With ease, you can count this on only soon. the 80s. I mean, that I is... I know. In our lifetime, man. In our lifetime. I never get tired of thinking about it. Like, it is truly astounding I mean honestly if you like took a person from the early 80s and time traveled them to now it would I mean the time travel alone would be amazing Well, for everybody involved for everyone yeah. involved but no I mean if you could somehow show them what it what it looks like now it really would have seemed to them like as fantastic as anything that science fiction had to offer I mean I guess it's not that much different than um, 
you know, in Back to the Future, like that was still a one minus lifetime. the flying cars. Like that's what the that's what the future looked like. Right. I mean, him. Well, that's true, I guess. But like you know, him showing up in his spacesuit, putting the Walkman on the ears of who is that? His future mom. His dad. His dad. Right. What I've never you, seen that movie. Yes, I don't know what point have. I mark. I don't know what point I'm making. Actually. Well, I I do think that if you watch Back to the Future two. Um, you can ha- play a really good drinking game if you drink every time right. uh, you see a technology that really became that became a real technology. Which, yeah. uh, which almost all the communication technology did come yeah. through. And except I, that they still use faxes. They, do they use faxes in that movie? Yeah. Um, and also, I think the last time we did play that game, I don't think we actually drank, but we were talking about that. We were like, well, the big... Uh, video phone on the walls I believe is not exactly right but actually now we are definitely living in a time of video phones we sure. have the technology and people are using it and I, I don't I think they're dumb but I and I've been in many in many conference rooms where we are talking to someone oh, on a yeah. giant pic giant sure, screen on a wall. sure that's true um, okay so this commercial I'm much more excited about this is also from the 80s and this is not a back-to-school supplies commercial this is a McDonald's commercial about your first day at school and I clicked on it, and I didn't realize I was going back into my youth, and I remember this distinctly. This was in heavy rotation. I'm dying. I sent it to our friend Phyllis, and uh, she says she remembers it. I'm dying to find out if you remember it too, Viv. So it looks like it's two young men. They're probably brothers. One is a little bit younger, probably starting his first day of, like, junior high, and the other one is, you know, maybe starting his first, year of high school maybe maybe junior year or something um but they're kind of they're showing their experiences of them trying to get back in the groove of school and the younger one like he's he can't figure out what's going on at one point he goes to use the water fountain but he's on the wrong side of the water fountain so it shoots a stream out at at another kid and it hits him and i remember seeing this and always being like why is the water fountain working like that why is it shooting a straight arrow out yeah. like that's not how they're supposed to work and also have has anybody ever approached a, a water fountain yeah is he new to school or to <laughs> planet earth <laughs> or to the world um now i will say this when i was a kid sometimes as a prank students would ball up a piece of paper in a way and jam it into the water fountain so that it would shoot out like yeah. that so maybe that's the case but what i really remembered was what happens at the end of this commercial is finally by the end of the day, they're all the, the two boys are getting their shit together. They got a routine down, and then the kid takes a drink from the right side of the water fountain at the end, and he gets it right, and he's so cool. He pops his collar and spins around. So, um, and and when I saw that spin, and, he, and he, he at the end he opens his locker by banging on it with one fist sure. like the Fonz, and I was like, holy shit! I saw this commercial like crazy as a kid. Welcome freshmen to Montclair High School. This year, this class is special because this year, this class is challenged. Oh, great. Older kid can't get into the locker. Do you have a pass? For some reason, the younger child is in a basketball team with adult men, and he's the only... Yeah. I think it's gym class, but sure, yeah. And he's like, he, everybody's towering over him, and you see him, the, all their heads are cut off yeah. by the camera. He's, uh, they're not actually cut off like it could be <laughs> crane. Right. Why does everyone look older than you? Do you have a pass? Well, I'm looking for my homeroom. I need your pass. I'm new here. I need your pass. Why can't you go in the right direction? Let's dial it down, Becky. You know what to do. <laughs> Welcome to Agronomy 2. Whoops. Wrong class. By the end of the day, you're finding your place. Learning the ropes. Learning the pace. <laughs> The red-headed kid isn't Seth Green, is it? Um, Let's take a look here. I don't think so. He's a Seth Green type. Here's a payoff. 50 pages tonight? Oh, great. The good time, great taste. Tomorrow will be better. You mean we gotta go back? Oh, I remember that we gotta go back. Yeah. At the end, they're all like... I'm confused about a lot of things okay. in this commercial. Why is the one boy, the older boy, the older, taller-looking boy, is he the brother of the red-headed boy? They look so different. Are they the same in the same class? 
they seem like they're different no, ages. No, no, no. I think they're different ages in this cut together. I think, like okay. I said before, I think the older boy is like probably we're seeing Why him in high school. Why is he hanging with a younger was, kid, with a bunch of younger I think kids. it's his brother, and I think that families have all kinds of makeups these days, and I think it's kind of weird of you. Like, they have different color hair. Like, who knows how they came to be a family? Veeves? Well, I just like it traditional. <laughs> well, I like a I know traditional family and a traditional McDonald's I know you, commercial. <laughs> I know you do. Do you remember that at all? Yeah, I remember the, you mean we got to go back for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, that was a great, I loved seeing that. Um, oh, now we're getting into some that I actually like. I was, or that I kind of I find intriguing. Um, this one is for Staples. Did you watch these, by the way? I know I threw a bunch of these. No, in the I put in okay. a couple, but I haven't seen the ones you put I in. I want to make sure I wasn't hogging the mic. Um, this one is um, for Staples, obviously, office supply chain, big in the back-to-school supply game. And I got to say, their commercials are the best. I'm going to play two of them. This one is from 1996, and this is the one where you really see a difference between how I look at back-to-school time and how parents look at back-to-school time. Because when I think of back-to-school, I feel bad for kids. <laughs> oh, dude, you got to go back to school. Oh, I'm sorry. I actually get a pit in my stomach. This commercial, clearly aimed at parents, shows a dad zipping around Staples as excited as he can possibly be because the little shits are going back to school (laughs) and the little shits are like following him around grumpily while he's throwing post-it notes and pens into the basket. It's the most (laughs) time of the year. It's that time of year again. They're going back. Now, he is taunting them. He is yes. coming up to them and, like, putting staplers in their face and throwing them over his shoulder into the uh, into the grocery yeah, basket. Yeah, that is psyched. He is just, like, taunting these kids. I How bad was love their it. summer? I know. I love it. What the hell happened at that water park? Guaranteed low prices. I love his... I love the dad. He's wearing, like, these dumpy cargo shorts, uh, kind of like an oversized polo, and he's dancing and skipping through the staples and it's so great i like his performance i think they could have started a whole like series of these like one that you get a bunch of parents dancing together it could have been kind of a theme the kids also i think are doing a good job of just staring daggers yeah. through the dad now like i the think christmas that, music i think another commercial maybe you show the parents being happy but also the kids getting excited because they get you know there was something special about buying all the school supplies and when i still smell like a new pink eraser it takes me back to being like 10 years old and excited about all the new supplies but like staples is not having it they're just like these kids are dreading going back to school and the dad is just rubbing in their face Okay, so I love that Staples one. This one I love even more. I think it's just a little girl in this one. And she is in the Staples store, again, looking grumpy. It's time to go back to school. And there's a famous musician in the store with her. We don't see him yet. We just see her walking next to his car. So she's we got haven't sort seen of, his she's, face. She's not super goth, but she's got a little bit of a Wednesday Adams vibe. Yes, and she's grumpy while whoever this, I don't know if this is her parent or uh, a friend of her father's or what, uh, is uh, school shopping for her and putting stuff in the cart. She said school's out forever. <laughs> <laughs> the big reveal is it's Alice Cooper in full make yeah. full makeup in the store. And this is what he and this is how he responds. I thought she said school's out forever. No, no, no. The song goes school's out for summer. Nice try though. <laughs> school's out for and then he just goes on Alice Cooper just goes on shopping at Staples. Now of course, anybody who knows that song knows that there is a the technicality. Subsequent lyric yes. is "School's out forever." Yeah, school's out forever. I think. Does he have another line here at the end? Your kids aren't. Isn't this fun? Staples. <laughs> oh, yeah, the end. Like, I've never seen that one. Neither have I. I stumbled. I was, I'm sort of shocked it's my that that favorite has a, back to school come commercial. to our attention in some other way because Alice Cooper doesn't hasn't done a ton of ads you know right yet also comes off as pretty charming and yeah. fun and totally getting it and yeah and love great it. on the camera and, and yeah it's, it feels to me like it has the same sense of humor that like a modern day geico ad would have that sure. uses a sort of a uh, yeah. a worn out celebrity but th- when this was made he wouldn't have been that worn out right and i think i looked up the year on that one it was um 2004 
Yeah, so, yeah. so you know, I mean, I guess post. Yeah, definitely post. He started in the 70s. Post peak Cooper. But... Sure. I think peak Cooper might have been early to mid 80s. Yeah, probably. Um, okay, so this next one comes uh, at us from the year 2008. And I found this on a Washington Post kind of roundup of um, back to school commercials. And the writer was not having it. I'm sorry I didn't put a link in here. I don't have her name. Um, but this is a J.C. Penny commercial that basically reshoots the Breakfast Club <laughs> wow. and the iconic scenes, except all the kid actors. They don't have lines. It's just like a musical montage over a cover of the famous song. Don't you forget about don't me. Don't you forget about me. And it's a bad cover. And all the acting is really bad. Offered to Billy Idol. He turned it down. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that would be a good Billy Idol song. Uh, so, Veeves, um, because there's no words here, I just want to kind of get your reaction. If you can kind of describe what you're seeing um, with these with these kids. <laughs> well, first I'm looking at a big close-up of a JCPenney.com license plate. Uh, but you got all the drop-offs. The, the, the Emilio Estevez uh, stand-in, the... the Molly Ringwald stand in. And some of them are really like, you don't even really know who they are. Who's a skateboard kid? I don't know. There's a, there's some like, there's some kids in here who weren't originally here, but they've really recreated the library right down to that weird sculpture right? that's in the middle. Yes, that's what impressed me the most. Watch the set. When are they going to smoke pot? Right, they're running down the halls. They do the, the famous, famous sliding. Um, and now they're going to uh, show up on the on the curve of the staircase. Remember that? Like, do you think they actually shot this it, in the it same It looks school? as if it's exactly the same place. I feel like they must have. But they totally cleaned up all the kids, so there's no, like, Ali Sheedy-type character. They're, there actually is. Didn't you see her shaking her hair over here? She, she was one of the kids dancing who um, yeah, is, but she's is definitely she a like, Sheedy-alike. Here, she uh, puts a pixie stick on her sandwich. Yeah, but I'm saying Ali Sheedy's oh, character yeah. in that is like kind of a burnout-looking right. girl. Nobody in this thing. They're all like white AF. They're not. No, there's actually this is a more diverse oh, cast. Oh, there is one. There's a There's, uh, there's one African-American think, girl. And I think an African-American boy. Well, they're all extremely preppy-looking. They all look like they stepped out of a, you know, Abercrombie and Fitch catalog. Right. Whoever is supposed to be uh, John... Um, Bender. Bender is... Uh, He's just like a, a a kid with blonde hair who's a little scowly. Yeah, just a tiny bit. Yeah, scowly. there's no, there's nothing. This feels very cleaned up to me. Because J, what would be the point of J C Penny being like buy our clothes? Like they're trying to showcase their clothes, right? I get and it, they're not but, selling dog collars. But I might say then maybe pick a different um, theme, yeah. or thing to parody. Yeah, that, because a big part of that movie is about how these kids, some of these kids, are pretty counterculture. Right, right. No, I think that that was a, a huge mistake. Um, the whole concept for that, although I do give him credit for, I guess the idea is kind the of a good one. Are and amazing. again, the set or just going back to the at least saying, listen, we're going to do a shitty version of the song. We're going to hire a bunch of shitty actors, but if nothing else, we're going to go back we're to the original get that school. Set. Which is worse, that one or the that Ferris Bueller remake they did with the kid from Stranger Things? Oh, it was just um, like a Pizza Hut thing, I think. I think this one at least makes more sense. That one didn't make sense. The tie-in didn't make sense. Yeah. Like, why are you replacing the characters? I don't remember the details of it, but it really was just confusing to me. Yeah, at least, at least the be Breakfast Club is they actually are going into school. They're going into school and they're recreating actual scenes from the movie, yeah. only like you say, but much more like kind of an, a polished up version of those kids. Now, here's one, and, and then I'll, I, I think the next one is yours. I'm sorry again for being a hog here, but um, this is a Dr. Pepper ad that I do not remember. It is from 2009 and it is called School Nurse and... It was part of their campaign that I vaguely remember called What's the Worst That Can Happen? And I don't know what the connection there is, but it's kind of like one of those just bonkers campaigns that they decide to go with. Mm -hmm. And in this one, you see a student, like a high school student. He's in what appears to be the waiting room for the school nurse, where there is also a big Dr. Pepper vending machine, which I would like to say that that strange credulity but it doesn't because that's how schools operate now yeah. <laughs> mostly funded by um soda vending machines probably it's the only kind of doctor you can get anymore <laughs> and uh anyway so the kid buys a soda in the waiting room and then his name is called and he i, I have to explain this in advance and then i'll play it for you and then he goes into the nurse's office and she's like what's your problem he opens up his dr pepper and it accidentally spills all over the place it kind of like 
you know, got fizzed up and it shoots all over the place. So she qu- quickly wipes up the Dr. Pepper for him and in doing so, accidentally turns on the overhead announcement microphone. Mm-hmm. Why that's in the nurse's office, I don't know. I didn't write this commercial. Sure. So now the rest of his uh, appointment with the school nurse is being broadcast over the loudspeaker. Right, right. And he apparently has something wrong with his little finger, which he has in his hands in his pockets for the beginning of this. But he doesn't call it his little finger. He calls it his little friend. <laughs> and then you can imagine the confusion. Yeah, they, you have to go a long way to try to make this joke work. Yeah. And then you can imagine the confusion as the nurse is talking about what's wrong with his Penis. little friend. Oh, it's a penis thing. <laughs> yeah, his little friend. And meanwhile, we're seeing shots of kids all over the school just stopping in their tracks as they hear this conversation. Like, uh, it's cheerleading practice, and the cheerleaders are all so focused on the uh, announcement that they drop their fellow cheerleader. A bunch of stuff like that is going on. So, all right, enough talking. Let's get to the tape. Dr. Pepper, what's the worst that could happen? Johnson, Todd Johnson. Come in. Oh! Oh! Now, what seems to be the problem? Well, I hurt my little friend. Oh, right. Well, take it out of your pants, Todd. Oh, my gosh. It's swollen. I got it stuck in a keyhole. Looks like you need a Band-Aid. But I don't think I have one small enough. Well, thanks anyway, Nurse Chapman. He should be more careful where he sticks that thing. Then he walks out of the uh, nurse's office and everybody's laughing at him. And then it says, Dr. Pepper, what's the worst that could happen? What a bizarre campaign. It's very weird. They're just going for, it feels like, you know how we sometimes say like a a commercial that has a joke in search of a pitch? That's how that feels to me. Yeah, especially because like my little friend. Yeah. They had to climb so damn far to try to even make that, the entire premise of that commercial work. Yeah. Um, okay, so there is actually one that is running now that you've seen that you like for Walmart, right? I do, and I, maybe I was just feeling very hormonal when I saw this, but I got sort of misty-eyed about it. There's something about this ad. It's for Walmart. I mean, also, what am I doing crying at a Walmart ad? But it's um, it's all about their uh, their service where you can order something online and then come in and pick it up really easily. But instead of having... Um, moms doing it or even parents uh, moms and dads doing it it's all dads Mm -hmm. um, coming in picking up their different backpacks for their kids like all the different you know models and characters and whatnot and um, and I'm explaining it all because you won't really hear any uh, dialogue or anything and after they give their kids the backpacks the dads all form like a hall of high fives for the kids running into school on their first day and the kids are so excited mm-hmm. and like it's just something about it like in an unflashy way it just assumes that dads are doing this parenting which I just liked at the very end I thought it was a little confusing we'll play it here there are moms and dads at the end but the dads are all on one side and the women are all on the other side for some reason I mean clearly Walmart is trying to focus on the dads thing yeah. they want people to talk about that because it could have been more actually, like, it would have been less, cl- I don't think it's clunky, but you could have sent this message just by showing moms and dads, right. which would be more natural. But they make They're a, really they make making a, real a point. point of dads yeah. being involved with their kids. So let's take a, a look at this. So it's all these dads, and they're of different, they're like, dad who works at a construction site, dad who works in an office, dad who works in an, you know, other another blue collar uh, job, like, and they're all like, it just feels nice. Like it feels very community driven. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, see, those are all men there that are high fiving. Oh, and then the, like, there are a bunch of women, and they're just taking photos of the of the wall of dads. Yeah, the, I think the wall of dads was very intentional, and yeah. I almost wonder if that's like based on a real thing, like based on a real community school or something. The description on the Walmart official. Like uh, YouTube posting of this just says the community welcomes students back to school in a big way. Yeah, save money, live better. It's not so. a particularly innovative commercial, I guess. Except that I do think it's noteworthy that mm-hmm. the dads are the star. Yeah. Um, and that it's. I just think it's done in a nice way. Yeah, I like and it. it. And it, I like at it the same time, like pitches a, a you know 
a feature that you don't think of as associating with Walmart. Like I never think of like order at Walmart. I know. Actually, yeah. The 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 service um, really stood out to me when I saw this when you put it on the list and I watched. It. I was like, oh yeah, that actually is a pretty good service. There's another service I've only heard radio ads for right now mm-hmm. um, that I think is. I don't know if it's a solution in search of a problem, but for me, it seems really cool. Watching me mess up the company. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's Domino's Pizza. It's for a pizza place, a chain, and they are now creating what they call hot spots. So oh, you, can you get told a me pizza about this. delivered yeah. kind of anywhere as long as it's a hot spot. But in other words, let's say the service becomes popular and Domino's creates what they call a bunch of hot spots around. Like you and I and a bunch of friends could be hanging out at Gasworks Park here in Seattle and we can be like, oh man, we want a pizza, but we don't have an address. We're just at Gasworks Park. Like, it is Domino's, get, by the way. It is Domino's. And then we can just be like, oh, look at on the app. Oh yeah, Gasworks Park is one of their hotspots and somehow you open up your phone and you tell the people exactly where to meet you. And I think that that is, I don't know, man, I'm trying to look to the future and it's either going to be something that is like, well, that was such a, a 2018 idea that was just like, stupid or could honestly change the way people order food i guess so it feels very transitional to me um like i think the day will come when we can get food delivered anywhere but we're basically there now like right now if you use a service like um like what's what like eats or one of those ones where they just deliver anybody's food Mm -hmm. they'll go pick it up anywhere like Mm -hmm. there there's so much um customizable services around food delivery now that even without an address i think with gps like if we're not there already we're basically there now to where you can you can get you can get whatever food you want delivered to you literally almost anywhere that you have gps so this techno this thing that domino's doing feels a little gimmicky to me mm-hmm. and i don't think i think it's going to fade away as something that's a needless it's needlessly complicating what is already pretty simple negotiation well but it is in i don't think you're wrong i i think you're right uh, that it probably will will not be talking about domino's hot spots 12 years let alone two years from now you're probably right but i do think it is putting an idea in our head that we would have just immediately dismissed earlier because i'm reading uh this i can is see from, that this is from thrillist.com but i think it's um probably just quoting from the press release, uh, they'll deliver to local parks, beaches, sports fields, etc. And even though, sure, maybe if you use Grubhub and you can use GPS to get there, you still need an address. And I can sort of see, you know, somebody seeing this commercial, let's say it's a, you know, a mom and dad, and they're like, oh, yeah, well, what are we going to do? We we're supposed to have a pizza party. Like, we could have it at the soccer field yeah, after the game. Yeah, I agree. Game. I agree like, that that's the main value from a marketing perspective is making people think about where else they could have pizza. Yeah, delivered. I think that's cool. And I, I think I like it because we talk about um, how some industries, have, the markets are basically saturated. I mean, yeah, you can start a new national pizza chain. <laughs> um you might even replace one that's been in trouble lately. Um, but uh, but for those who are already like big giants in that industry, you got to start thinking creatively about how can we I'll how t- can we create something else? Like the 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 fight over like McDonald's and Burger King and Wendy's over breakfast. Like right. okay, we got to get into this now because you got to keep growing. You got to figure out what your thing is. Totally. I will say this. I will take this hotspot pitch any day over. We'll fill in a pothole pitch. Oh, God. Yeah. What is that again? Domino's has this talk about God, a problem in search of, in search yes, of a, I or a solution in search about of a problem. They are doing this thing where, like, if you ruin your pizza before you get home, which is right. not an epidemic, right? Um, then they, you can, if it's like, I don't even know exactly what it is, but like they'll replace it for free. And if you call in and say where there's a pothole which ruined your pizza, again, not a problem. They will come fill in your pothole in your street, which is super dystopic to me because I do think that we are sort of headed towards a reality where, like, we just have to incentivize corporations to take care of basic public services. Now, this is, of course, I don't think you said this, but this was a extension of the service of we will insure your pizza right that's what Which, I said. oh you did mention yeah. that yeah and then, i guess i didn't the, use the word insurance but they, yeah. but they were trying to like say hey we will insure your pizza and they had that commercial that i think you and i talked about on the show but if not we've talked about it a lot off the air uh, where you know 
some guy is pulling into his driveway and then a tree smashes his car and he's like, oh no, but then the pizza's fine. So yay. Then he starts walking in with the pizza. Then he falls and ruins the pizza. And it's just like, that's not a problem no. at all. Like people are not complaining about ruining their pizzas or dropping their pizzas. Yeah, on the it's way like home. they just could not think of something that is a problem with pizza. And so right. they were just like, let's make up a problem. Yeah. I see that there's something in the post here. Somebody uh, who used to live in, uh, but, looks like the Cleveland area, why I let dominoes fill my city's potholes. And this actually does take more of a look of what you're talking about, too, about the abdication of responsibility for local government in a certain way. Not that I think that, again, two to 12 years from now, we're going to be calling dominoes when we have a, a pothole problem in our, or a frost heave problem in our neighborhood. It sounds like something out of Idiocracy. It really does, yeah. They fill it with uh, electrolytes. Yeah. Um, okay, so I was doing this mostly in chronological order. We started in the very early 80s, and then we went through the 90s and 2000s. Now, um, that last one, Walmart Dads, was from 2018, but we need to rewind a little bit for our finale here. This was a brilliant idea on your part. <laughs> We're going to go back all the way to 2014 and play what... We got a little taste of it in the shit like this. Would you say this is one of your favorite commercials that we've covered on the show since we've been doing this it's a classic it is for east, east hills, hills mall. mall in missouri i want to say get yourself an outfit denim oh. Boots and pants and boots and pants. Haircut. New shoes. So get yourself back to school with these We have um, talked like, about this commercial a lot in, it in a previous episode. It is just a competition for who can be the worst. They're just like normal people singing into the camera, which seems to be just like a cheap the camera is also as, camera. I, as we've said, I mean, we broke this down before. We probably don't need to rehash it. But if you haven't, if you're a new listener and you have not seen this East Hills Mall commercial. It will be posted to our Facebook group. Join the group. Watch the commercial. One of my favorite things about this commercial is that the camera is set at about neck height for all of these... And shooting up so you can see the name of the store behind the people. Poor people. So you have them from the neck up. Like, the camera is probably, like, sitting on their boobs, basically. It's just... Everything about it is horrible. Yeah, and of course they're doing that so you can see from the, names the homemade of the stores, beatboxing but. too. But there's a here's the thing: there's a way to show a store uh, sign without shooting the person like this. Oh, sorry, Scorsese. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize you took. A and I didn't class. even go to film school. It's really sad. I couldn't think of a um, a woman director. I was trying to think of the woman who did. Um, she died a couple of years ago. Nora Ephron. Nora Ephron. I wish I had said. Can we cut? Can we recut that in? You can cut. In call me three, Nancy Myers. Two, one. Okay. All right, Nancy Myers. Who's she? <laughs> um, she does movies like I think she did uh, like a sort of like it's a lot of like middle aged women drinking wine. <laughs> oh, that sounds like oh, I love wine. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have a thing. I have a thing about jokes about coffee and chocolate, like any kind of mug that's like. This day brought to you by caffeine or don't even talk to me until I've had my first cuppa. And then people who also like fetishize chocolate like, oh, my God, Susan brought chocolate to the office today. Stop me, please. <laughs> and then, of course, all the bric-a-brac little plaques and pillows you can get that feed both of those. But we have a friend who's obsessed with those who like it makes her skin crawl when people treat wine that way. Oh, my God. It's wine o'clock. Oh, my God. I, I'd love to get together with my girlfriends and have I wine. I did say today, I was at a, I had lunch with some uh, colleagues, and there was, it's a, it's a lunch place that has, like, a really good, like, dessert case, mm -hmm. you know, like a bakery, bakery case, and one of the people I was with was like, oh, I think I might buy a piece of that cake to take home tonight, and I said, not today, Satan. Uh, about chocolate cake. And, you know, that's true for you because you're a real chocoholic, too. <laughs> Nancy Myers made, like, Something's Gotta Give, um, What Women Want, which they're remaking with Taraji P. Henderson as oh, What Men Want, where she can hear men's thoughts. Which oh, I would really? actually check that out. Mel Gibson can fuck right off, obviously. <laughs> Denim. 
boots and pants and boots and pants. Okay, I just wanted to hear it one more time. Um, now, uh, oh, I did want to say, I think when we talked about that commercial, we were talking about, like, how knowing was it? Like, this is clearly a terrible commercial. Did they know, let's make a terrible commercial and have it go nationally viral? And um, uh, this came to me via, I believe, Deadspin, which got it from Adweek, which got it from the original source, KNPN-TV in St. Joseph, Missouri. They interviewed the guy who made the commercial, Um and of course, that's a local station uh, to, to uh, East Hills Mall. Um, they talked to the guy who made the commercial, Chris Fleck, and it says that he knew exactly what he was doing. His quote is, the whole time we pitched this idea, we said, maybe it'll go vi- viral. And boy, did it. I'm not offended by any of the comments. Just the fact that they're talking about it, that's gold for the mall. East Hills. Plus, his clients are happy. Whether you liked it or not, people can't stop saying boots and pants, said one rep. I accept that that is all. I accept that everybody's happy. How could they not be? It's they. Gotta, you don't think that they were saying maybe this will go viral? You wouldn't say that if you thought you were making a quality commercial. I just think that it's. I mean, you know, maybe he's a genius at making something that just seems so terrible. But how do they even tell the guy to beatbox that horribly? Like it just seems so artless to me that if there is artistry that if the art artlessness is actually artful mm-hmm. i just don't believe that like some random local mall commercial maker has that ability i mean i think in the same way that tommy Wiseau says like oh you know i love the success of the room but he didn't set out to make the room in the way that we all understand no but it, I, it sounds like i mean according to chris fleck who i'm looking up now um he He's saying that while they were making it, they realized that it was kind of like something that could go viral based on its shoddiness. Yes, but not shoddy. but not because they were intentionally getting it to be shoddy. They saw how shoddy it was and were like, well, maybe we'll just shoot the moon on this one. Mm. But that there's a difference between figuring that out in advance and being opportunistic about it once it happens. And I'm saying they were being opportunistic. All right, maybe you're right. But for now, Vives, I'm going to have to ask you to... Look away from my computer oh, screen. Yeah, I need a thing to cover it up it. because it is time for a little contest I like to call Ham or Ham or Hammer or Hammer. <laughs> if I had a hammer, I'd a hammer in the morning, I'd a hammer in the evening, all over this land. I'd a hammer out danger, I'd a hammer out of warning, I'd a hammer out of love between my brothers and my sisters all over this land. Okay, I think I went into some pretty great detail early on about how this quiz is going to work. I'm going to play for you some little clips of tape, and you have to tell me if it is John Hamm's voice, mm-hmm. Army Hammer's voice, an Arm & Hammer commercial, or a commercial for Ham. Okay. Okay? Here's the first one, and I can't tell you anything about these because you'd pick it up from the context, okay? <laughs> okay. I was supposed to be off this dust ball yesterday. Now I'm going to ask you to listen to these uh, clips all the way through, only because I, you know, worked hard on it. But I picked up Trooper Buzz that Vader was looking for a couple of runaway droids. Figured I'd collect the bounty and square myself with the headman at the same time. No go on that. Trailed one until its footprints were wiped out by a Jawa sand crawler. Followed those treads away until I found someone had wiped out the Jawas too. Someone meaning amateurs trying to fake a Tuscan raid. Probably stormtroopers judging by the random blast shots. Some might call them precise. Me, I say they can't hit the butt end of a bantha. At least they had brains enough to take out everyone who had seen the droids. Hard luck on the sizzled hicks I found at that torched moisture farm. <laughs> is okay. What? Who? Is, start by who is that? Army Hammer. That is, in fact, John Hamm. Oh, they do sound uh, a lot he alike. He is reading from the perspective of Boba Fett. It's from a new star, or from about a year old, a Star Wars um, uh, book of short stories. And that particular short story, from the perspective of Boba Fett, is called "Added Muscle." And I will not lie to you, I listened to a, a longer clip than that, <laughs> and I now want to buy the audiobook. A, right. a bunch of famous people actually read the uh, read them, and I kind of got in... And I am not a Star Wars guy, no. but I kind of got sucked in. All right. Did that tempt you at all? 
like hearing it from Boba Fett's perspective and that it's John Hamm's voice? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'd probably have to listen to a little bit more. But actually, I am so far very psyched that, I mean, at least right now I've proven my point. You thought that was Ar- Army Hammer, huh? Well, Were you relying sound- too much on, on context? Were you like so. John Hamm would never do it this? It just seemed like something Army Hammer would do okay. more than John Hamm. Okay, here's another one. You have to tell me. Is this John Hamm, Army Hammer, an Arm and Hammer commercial, or a ham commercial? For pennies a day, you can clean and deodorize your <laughs> home, like this family. I put it in here I'm gonna to help say my fridge Arm and smell Hammer. fresh. And my food tastes fresher! I had one rule, and that is you <laughs> wait until the end of the clip. I will start it from the beginning. Oh, For pennies no. a day, you can clean and deodorize your home, like this family. I put it in here to help my fridge smell fresh. And my food tastes fresher! I use it here to eliminate odors! Why is everyone yelling? Because I think they're imitating. Clearly, that voice is Billy Mays, and I think they're all making fun of Billy Mays in this what? Arm and Hammer commercial. Congratulations. You got that one right. You are now <laughs> one for two on these. All right, here comes the next one. If you remember everything I wanted to say, and if you really are like me, then before you leave tomorrow, or when you're just ready to shut the door of the taxi and have already said goodbye to everyone else and there's not a thing left to say in this life, then, just this once, turn to me, even in jest or as an afterthought, which would have meant everything to me when we were together. And as you did back then, look me in the face. Hold my gaze. And call me by your name. Well, it's pretty hammy, but I won't say... I, I guess it's not a ham commercial. <laughs> it seems like it's from that movie Army Hammer's in. Uh, what movie would that be, and whose voice is it? I Maybe think it's both Army, Army Hammer from Call Me By Your Name. You are absolutely right. That is actually him reading from the audio book of... Um, it became a movie as well, but he also did the voice on the audio book. Interesting. Um, in Interesting. Okay. Uh, next one here. So you are now two, four, three. Right. Here's another one. The king chef is constantly <laughs> searching for new recipes. If he fails, the king will have his head. But the chef has an answer. Ham. Ham steaks. Ham pies. Ham pasta. Grilled ham. Ham makes many dishes fit for a king. The king sends his compliments. Everyone will have seconds. Have you discovered ham? <laughs> okay, so is that Army Hammer, John Ham, an Arm and Hammer commercial or a commercial for ham? Well, I think it's a commercial for ham, but more importantly, it is a rich trove of shit like this. <laughs> I, first of all, I cannot believe I found a commercial where they said ham 17 <laughs> times without ever saying a brand name. It's it just is just a commercial for, for ham. ham. Is it just like pork the other white meat? Brought to you by the ham council. The ham council. I, I don't know. Like, it must just be some sort I'm sure it was paid for by, like, yeah, the, the pork trade council. Trade industry or the, yeah, or the trade industry. But I couldn't believe, like, when I was setting up this quiz that I could actually find a commercial that was just for ham. For ham. I wish I could eat <laughs> Somebody it. Somebody bring me some <laughs> ham. <laughs> well, What's that from? Um, that is from a Simpsons. No. That is from an uh, episode of Arrested Rock. You got there. Hey, what do you mean I got there? I was. (laughs) I I had it all along. Um, Okay, uh, so. Let's move on here. Did you enjoy that as much as I did? Because I had a fucking blast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sad that I got it even went wrong. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Okay, well, thank you. Honestly, thank you for putting up with that because (laughs) that was some of the most fun I've had. I got to do a quiz three worth- weeks in a row, but that one was my favorite. I think it's worth it just for all the ham talk. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, okay, uh, so this song means we're going to check in with our listeners, the Ad Council now. That's you guys. Um, and what do you got for us, Vives? Well, we had a couple of people weigh in on our rankings. I mean, rankings always invite controversy. We knew it when we took it on. Because we were ranking the ad campaigns for insurance industries. Right. So we had a few people... Um, uh, weigh in and, and offer alternative rankings. This is from listener Terry uh, who writes, I had a good laugh over how much thought you put into the rankings. Geico over the general? Hilarious. Geico over the general. And I don't know if, yeah. I don't know if that, if if Terry just thinks like it's it's funny but is not, but I don't know if this is, I assume this is Terry as a lady, uh, that we, it's just funny that we did this, or if she's like, it's hilariously stupid that you put Geico over the general. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I really struggled with that, and if she is kind of taking, if she is taking uh, a little bit of uh, what's the word I'm looking for, if she disagrees with us a little bit there, I don't blame her. Once I got through all those, I was like, yeah, the general brings me joy. Like when that shit is on TV, yeah, I pay attention. The general is an original voice. You got to give it for to him. But I mean, the Geico, Geico has for a great low rate you can go online call the general anytime you could no for a great low rate you can get online go to the general and, and save, save some, some time. time i'm gonna get there but i mean in 15 minutes you could save 50 percent or more on car insurance right i mean i'm never i'll they'll like i'll be saying that from my grave yeah um so so that's one alternative reading um this is from listener david who is more explicit Sorry, Andrew, but Flo Jamie is way overrated. The top campaign is absolutely We Are Farmers, followed by Mayhem from Allstate. No question. I um, saw this in here, um, and, and I want to say I've been thinking about it, and I, I don't think anybody's ever been so wrong about I know, anything the in their lives. that anyone ha- could ever be. Now, I would say if you wanted to say that, and the only argument I would maybe make is that Mayhem... If if you're somebody who really enjoys those commercials, I like the Flo and Jamie more. I think they're better. But I would say that Mayhem has a good run at it. They have a good run, and it's like the same kind of level of humor. I find one funnier than the other. Um, But there are two things here. The farmers' commercials are just not that great. Sorry, David. Uh, Honestly, you might even want. I'm wondering if you're. I wonder if you're going through something that is somehow (laughs) obscuring. How you see the world because this is like really weird that anybody would say that those commercials are not that great, and is I have a whole David, theory that David might be under a lot of stress. I think and David might be is a, a sock break. puppet for J.K. Simmons. That's my theory. Oh shit! Yeah. Is that online talk? A sock puppet when yeah. you pretend to be somebody else online? Exactly. Um, you just got doxxed. <laughs> Sorry, J.K. I'm sorry, David. <laughs> We're going to have to disagree about this one. All right, what else we got? That's as far as I read. I was so angry at David, I didn't read the rest of these. So the next one will be a surprise. All right, so this is from listener Mike, who wants to discuss what he describes as the horrible, horrible woman in this commercial. Um, mm. And so why don't you play this commercial? This is for, it says BMO Bank, but they pronounce it BMO. Okay. And I'll set this up for you. You've got an elderly woman, a grandma type, in her living room, her her grandson uh, brings her a gift, and it's like a leather wallet, and she opens it up and has a reaction. Happy birthday. This is so exciting. I wrapped it myself. A wallet? Um, what's this for? For your cash. Oh, I just use my BMO Harris app, see? Well, what about your credit cards? They're on my phone, too. Look, I can even take out cash or send money. It is incredible. I'll just take it back. Sorry, oh, you. no, no, after you... Be, uh, why? Do you have a receipt? That feeling you get when your phone becomes your wallet? That's the BMO effect. Um, also, by the way, I noticed... I thought the joke was going to be that that phone would fit perfectly in that wallet. I thought that's where <laughs> it was going. I know it's a very visual thing, but it's like this zip-up wallet thing yeah. that it looks like a phone cover. I like that it's a so, grandma wallet. That's basically what my wallet looks yeah. like. Yeah. So uh, my, Mike hates that commercial. This yes. is the first I've seen it. But Me too. I was kind of charmed by that. I actually was too, but this is Mike's take on it. She is so terrible to her grandchild, he should never visit her again. Hmm. He wants to have a trial by combat <gasps> between her and the bratty, what's a computer? The girl oh, yeah. what from is her Apple, name? Her um, name is Scout, I think. Scout, good memory. Uh, these are clearly the most objectionable people meant to be the target audience or power users of the product ever. So I can understand why Grandma mm. Grandma Bimo might rub someone the wrong way here, but I found the performances kind of saved it. I think with I think the with a different actor or a different performance, it does come across as bratty and mean. But 
she actually the the grandson never seems to really take offense too much and the grandma like kind of say you know she's kind of sweet at the end and and i kind of like the the you you see the actress pause and think like well can i get the money yeah, back do the for this thing? I, I will do you think that they seem to have a, a relationship that can withstand this amount of yeah. joshing and also again i need, i honestly did not know what mike was going to say about that but my initial instinct that she was going to then put the phone in the wallet and given the way the wallet is shaped that might have like if other people are like Mike and they feel a little put off by that ending if she had at the end said no it's perfect and then she put her phone in the wallet and zipped it up which is a, it's a little bit corny but like you could kind of save the negativity a little bit yeah I think right? that could be an alternate ending w- but, there, you, but there's no real punchline there. No, I, I suppose not. Um, anyway, thank you for sharing that because I had never seen that one. You know what I just did, though? A little bit. is I just fixed a commercial like a doctor would. Doctor, doctor, what should I do? Tell me. Oh, it's been too long, baby. I don't know that you doctor, really doctored doctor, it effectively. What I fixed I do? it. Did what you? Should I do? Turn your mic what off. What should I do? <laughs> My daughter is ill. She has high fever. I know the line is my doll is ill. I still hear my doll, comma, easel, comma, (laughs) she has high high fever. fever. I still can never keep in my head what the actual line is, but we'll just move on because it has been talked about on the show at least once. Um, (laughs) Okay, we have one more here, huh? Yeah, this is from listener Marissa, uh, who says she cannot unsee this ad. It is turning her stomach. So this is actually amazing. I haven't seen this, but I see the first shot. I'm interested to hear your reaction. It is a still shot, a single shot of a man's hand on like a table. There's a little cut in his hand. It's not gross, super. It's not super bloody or anything. It's just like a little, slightly more than a paper cut. So it's like, you know, red line on his hand. Or maybe it's like day two. It's been 24 hours since he cut himself with a knife, maybe. Yeah. And there's, and this is actually the grossest part to me is that there's a band aid hanging off of it, like a used band aid hanging off of it. Like, and it really seems like the band aid has come off because it's dirty and sweaty and gross. And then you're going to hear a voice, and the voice is the cut talking like a mouth. I've seen this before. I do not like it. (laughs) You thought that bandage would protect me? See the new skin over there? How could you not know it's the flexible liquid bandage? It seals out bad stuff like water and dirt. Hey, there's a spray too. New skin. Apply. Seal. Heal. So they're applying it with a brush at the end and it's sealing up the wound and he can't talk the, anymore. The wound weirdly has a death wish if he wants to be sealed yeah. up with... Because when he seal when it gets sealed up, it stops being able to talk. That's interesting, yeah. Because there are the types of commercials that they show germs, and are like, "No, don't use that product. We are individuals." Yeah, right. Like the one, they're like, "No, no, don't use your fungus thing. I Ugh, like to be T.J. Miller as a fungus." Ugh. So I'm of two minds about this. I 100 percent agree that it is stomach turning, um, like whoa, in the words of listener Marissa. Mm-hmm. A, a cut that is visible, that is talking, that is opening up to show the wound, a dirty Band-Aid, gross. Mm-hmm. I also found it oddly compelling as a pitch. Like, I've never even thought of using new skin as a as a product. I'm not even sure I was aware that it was a product. I didn't know it was a product until and I now saw I'm like weirdly compelled to buy it. Sort of, yeah, because I think, and, and it does help. You know what? I didn't really think about this, but... Of course, they made that Band-Aid as ugly and gross as possible because it really... I had a reaction to it. I hate Band-Aids. Yeah, who doesn't? I saw a Band-Aid on the street the other day. Anyone feels that way. It's stomach turning. You go into like a gym locker room and you'll see Band-Aids on the floor. Like it to me, that, that, that should be honestly... I am not like a capital punishment kind of guy. <laughs> but like w- anything short of capital punishment for anybody who freaking leaves a band-aid Sometimes in a shower. Pick it up. Yes. Well, if you don't know. Does. Ugh, it's so anyway, gross. Sometimes I'm sure I haven't like thrown away 100% of my band-aids in my life. Like mm. anyway, I think it's super band-aids are gross and I'm glad to know about this product even though it came at the cost of a gross commercial. So thank you. For both, Marissa, for the for the solid product recommendation and a gross commercial that we made fun of. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. All right, Veeves, let's try it. 
again, third time in a row. Somebody sent us in, and I. Why do I not have his name here? It's Mike. Mike sent us in this jingle that we can play for people to remember our phone number because we like it if you guys call us and sing jingles of products that you love or jingles from your youth or whatever. Yes. Oh, and I was going to put an extra incentive on the table. I thought of a jingle from my youth that no oh. one has called in and sung. Would and I know it or is it regional? I think you would know it. It was pretty. It was a national mm. com- campaign. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna hide. I'm gonna save it for now. But if we get three jingles, after three new, three new jingles, I will sing that song. Okay, so you got to unlock that challenge. Yep. We're gamifying things here Absolutely. for to hear Genevieve sing. You got to got to get three of you to sing a jingle on our voicemail line. And what is that voicemail line number, Mike? After these messages is after your messages. It's six zero seven triple four fifty five nine seven. I think that went okay. Yeah, nice crossfade. Yeah, I'm trying to play them both from the same computer. It's very it's very complicated. What I do is very difficult. <laughs> I'm one of the best podcasters out there. So that is the number, 607-444-5597. After these messages is indeed, as Mike sang, after your messages. That's right. And if you don't, uh, if you can't bring yourself to call us on the voicemail line, please email us at after these messages show at gmail. Uh, or visit us on our Facebook group after these messages show. Yeah, you, actually, I haven't been there in a couple of days, and you mentioned a bunch of people were giving us alternate titles for that quiz I did today. Yeah, there was some discussion of, of you know, it was all it was all in the vein of Hammer Hammer. Okay, huh? Well, I'm sorry. Maybe I'll bring some of those to you next week. Do you want to hear that quiz again? Should you want me to find <laughs> more examples? Hey, we can. Put if you Genevieve can find another spot. Ham commercial, I'll be real sure. I am just so delighted that you got the first one wrong, and I'm not saying that to make fun of you. But I thought like <laughs> the, it was the whole thing was pointless because it was going to be so obvious. But it did also prove my point that those guys' voices are similar. So anyway, everybody, thanks for putting up with my nonsense. Uh, Genevieve, thanks for doing the show and bringing some actual intelligence to it. Uh, we will talk to you guys next Tuesday.